0: Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. How you doing? Uh, the sun is out. It's been a little cooler. I heard rumors it may get hotter again, uh, but but it's been actually fairly nice. 104, 105. That's actually kind of nice here in the Valley of the Sun. Big day, big day today for high school football fans in Arizona. The big announcement Will they play or will they not play uh, coming down the pipe today? Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they'll let them play. Listen, the mental aspect of this thing I think is totally uh, being missed here. And uh, I'll say this. My wife's back, thankfully. Uh, My older son's uh, up uh, where his school is, even though it's all virtual. Really interesting to find out. How many other kids, parents, same way these kids needed, they they just need to be around other people their age and and doing those things and being isolated uh, on a room uh, attached to a computer doesn't do them uh, any good whatsoever. Not to mention the quality of the education that's happening, uh, but that's going to be coming down. Uh, the pipe today. I'll let you know about that. Don't forget today. Now I gave the wrong time yesterday. I'm not great with times, you know, especially because we're in Arizona. The, the clocks never change here, so we don't ever have to worry about anything. So, a big special. We're gonna ha- we got a half hour special today. It's at noon to 12:30 Mountain Time, which is 11 to 11:30 Arizona Time. If you're living some in some other time zone, do the math. I'm going to have James Morgan on. We're going to be talking real estate. Uh, we're going to get uh, the flavor. You know, when you think about uh, the places where people are leaving, where are they going? Uh, both Denver and Phoenix are in the top ten. Uh, both Denver and Phoenix. of course, when they say Denver and Phoenix, they really just mean, you know, the uh, surrounding it, right? Denver and the suburbs. Uh, Phoenix and the suburbs, right? The, in general, Arizona, Colorado. Uh, both places where they seem to be going. Uh, We're going to get James Morgan's thoughts on where it is, what are people talking about, where do they want to be, how far away from everybody else do they want to be, what are they looking for in houses. And then the big question, what do you think is going to happen with the foreclosure process? And I've got an update on that as well uh, as far as foreclosures go, at least if you're a renter. Obviously, not as a, a homeowner. And then I'm going to ask him a few things like, hey, what if you're one of those people? Hey, I'm a homeowner, but I lost my job. My wife lost her job, and uh, we're behind. We're not paying right now. Uh, does it make sense? Uh, should you sell it now before you lose it and, and those things? So we'll be, uh, James Morgan, 12 to 12.30 Mountain, 11 to 11.30 Arizona time. Everywhere else, you figure it out. Uh, And I can't wait. I love it when we can give uh, important and up-to-date information to everybody. And uh, when it comes to real estate, James Morgan's one of the best. So uh, we're excited to do that. This is the first week of the month, so it's Jobs Week this week. We had the first number out. Uh, It was a stinker. We'll talk about it. The the job growth that we should be getting, I mean, when you think about how many people lost their jobs, how many people filed for unemployment claims and all that stuff, uh, it it just should have been way better. They were expecting it to be way better. Uh, tomorrow's jobless claims, so we'll see about that. And then Friday, the government numbers. And then one of the things that business owners are finding out, a lot of businesses, uh, you know, the the quote-unquote insurance thing. And I'm sure you've seen these clips with these uh, radical left-wingers who think it's okay to burn down businesses saying, well, they've got insurance. They've got insurance, so it's fine. Let me tell you the realities of there's no inflation about this insurance. And for those of you that are worried in the future, your business might be at risk. So... Uh, and this really pertains to whoever owns the building. Okay, whoever owns the building, like where I'm at and here in Phoenix, I own I own my building. Most insurance companies, when there's a claim like fire, or looting, right, right, like what we're seeing now, they're like, okay, yeah, you are covered. But for the demolition cost, in other words, you're building burnt to the ground, you got the debris, right? You got, you got the brick, the burnt wood, all the steel, whatever it may be that's got to be removed. The insurance company's only paying about $25,000. Most of the places that are burning to the ground, and they're not huge places. Not like we're talking about a Walmart, a Super Walmart. No, I'm just talking about just your a mom and pop place. Hundred grand, two hundred grand, just to remove the debris, and the business owners are, you know, what's what's the point of the insurance, right? But again, you know, the insurance companies, listen, they're more than happy to not keep up, right? Well, you know, hey. 20 years ago, 25000 was plenty to do demolition. You know, too bad. You should have read your policy. You know, all that stuff. Things like, why would you ever know this? Uh, so those of you that haven't had your place burnt down, you may want to find out. Hey, how much are you going to pay me if my building burns down? And if the answer is $25,000, i am going to tell you right now, not anywhere close to being up. So could you imagine a lot of these places? they can't even, th- they're like, I can't even rebuild because i don't have you know the 75,000 extra dollars just to get the debris out so they can build the building oh isn't it wonderful yes that's all right burn it all down they've got insurance give me a break 800-951-0592 Georgia radio news hour we'll be back right after the break Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patreon Radio News Hour allamericangold.com dot Did you see? You know these Democrats, and, and I, and I'm sure the Republicans too. Okay, let's be fair. None of them tell us the truth, but when they come out and they tell you, "Hey, you, your business can't open." You can't provide for your family. Your employees can't provide for your families. Uh, we, we, we've we, so many people, millions and millions and millions of people lining up at these food banks. Boy, the articles are everywhere now. It doesn't matter what state you were in. Uh, the food bank lines are enormous. They, the, You know, and obviously, which tells me um, the... The EBT, the SNAP program can't move fast enough, can't process people fast enough to get them money so they can eat. Um, but yesterday, there's a video emerged in California of Nancy Pelosi. So in California, in her district, and I don't know if it's the whole state or just her district or whatever it may be, salons are closed. Okay, You can't go in, can't open. Yet, lo and behold, here's Nancy Pelosi. Not only is she in the closed salon to get her hair done, no mask, right? No mask, walking around, right? The business owner, furious. Obviously smart enough to let her in and then smart enough to, to, to point out the hypocrisy of it all. Kind of like saying that the riots are mostly peaceful and uh, the, one of the California DAs, I think it was California or maybe it was Oregon. Oregon or California, I can't remember which one, was uh, again saying, hey, before charges are to be brought on these loot, this is looters, we need to ask whether or not they just needed it. Yep. This is this is what we're being trained to believe it's okay to steal it's okay to loot if you need it right so i don't know who needs rolex watches and gucci purses and designer jeans i mean right i do you really need that Right or oh, well, I need this big screen TV, right? You know, and I need the alcohol or whatever it is that they're looting. It's incredible now. Uh, the 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 lack of moral fiber. You know, and I look at uh, you know places where you can't go to church. But you could, you know, go to go wherever it may be. You could go to a restaurant. You, could, you can go get your hair done Not in certain states, right? The, the rules were ridiculous. But we're losing our moral compass. We really are. And this is a prime example of where we just want to make excuses for unacceptable behavior. And it's demoralizing these business owners. It's demoralizing the nation. And today's jobs number shows it. Now, it's ADP. And I don't like ADP because they're they're usually way over the top with their numbers. But even today, they're expecting 1.2 million jobs in August. And, you know, you got to think, well, we got to have some because a lot of these states... We're reopening stuff, right? Arizona, we reopened some stuff with some more, you know, some bars and some gyms and certain things, right? We're allowed to reopen in August, so you're gonna have some job gains from that. They missed it by by a mile. We created 400,000 jobs when we were looking for 1.2 million jobs, but somehow, Wall Street's up like 200 points. I mean, we really have this uh, idiocracy uh, uh, of riches, if you will. And of course, I, I will say this though: in the last week and a half, have you noticed the change on t- TV? If you've been watching the TV, they're all talking about, okay, right? all right, maybe now these stock prices are ridiculous, but these are both. This is what we told you was going to happen. Rising gold prices, rising stock prices, all of those things. Uh, gold's down today, a very technical Dow Day coming to support in this 1940 level. Silver, same thing. Silver, uh, there's that, that support level around $27. Uh, all of that because yesterday silver got to 29 gold got to 2000 sold off. Uh, very technical in nature. I'm going to say this, another buying opportunity, but here's the problem. Uh, yesterday, I was telling you, all of a sudden, supplies have dried up again. Uh, we called one supplier. You got any 20s today? No. How about 10s, 5s? No, no. Another one, I got four coins. Another one, uh, we finally got one that, that we we do have an item today. We'll get to it in a minute, but it has been incredibly busy and, and, again, I think you're seeing a lot of people saying, hey, wait a minute. This isn't adding up here. How is all of this going to work out? What, where, why is con- you know, Congress is not even there? you got to remember that. They're not there. You know, Nancy Pelosi back home getting her hair done. Right? Hey, let me get a blowout. Let me get a wash and a shampoo. You guys can't do that. And this business owner can't make any money to pay their bills. But if I call, I can go in there, and I don't need a mask. I know I shouldn't yell about it, but it makes me, it angers me. How about Ford today? we got to start offering buyouts. right? More buyouts coming. This is the car industry, right? When you think about it, that makes sense. The only thing that doesn't make sense has been Holmes, but we'll get James Morgan spin on that later in the day. How about in New York? The exodus is insane. My wife was telling me about Chicago. So, you know, my my older son goes to school there. The flight there from Phoenix to Chicago, completely empty. My wife said nobody had to sit anywhere close to anybody. The whole back half of the plane was completely empty. You know, pretty much everybody could have had an aisle to themselves. On the flight there. Yesterday she got home. And the the airlines actually were sending alerts to people. Hey, if you'll change your flight. She was supposed to come home on an earlier flight. They put her in a first class seat on the way home. Jam packed. Totally full leaving Chicago. the The house that my son and three of his friends are renting. Uh, they met. My wife met the owner of the house and the realtor, and they were just, you know, just talking. And they were saying how nobody in Chicago can sell their houses. They can't sell them. They're all for sale for rent, and everybody wants to leave. And and it's not just, you know, the violence is part of it. Uh, it's the taxes. It's the lack of services. It's it's the 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 whole you know situation with. Businesses not being allowed to open in these blue states. In New York City now, demand is so big for people wanting to move out of New York City that they're actually being turned away by the moving companies. We're booked. Sorry. Call somebody else, but I want to move. We don't care. But I want a U-Haul truck. Uh Uh-uh. Mayflower, can you help me? Nope. Sorry. sorry you're just you're just stuck here and and it's it's really something when we we look at what does that mean what are the effects of this and, and most people you think well I live in Phoenix it doesn't affect me or I live in Denver it doesn't affect me As a matter of fact I just said these are places people are coming to it affects you and it affects you a lot more than what you think it's gonna the cities in the states with the biggest debt problems are where everybody's leaving. It makes it even worse. The, the, you know, how did you go bankrupt? And I love that because it's so true. How do people go bankrupt? Well, it was gradual at first, right? Well, I started, you know, falling a little behind. But it was just a little bit. Uh, and then it was a little more. And then... All of a sudden, boom, I'm bankrupt. And not just the cities, not just the state. Listen, it's more than that. What about the pension funds? Think about how many retired teachers, firefighters, uh policemen, government employees you know. You know, we've got whole cities like like here, like Prescott, Prescott and Sun City, right? They're just loaded. With pension retirees, I mean, loaded with them, and and think about what the ramifications of, of, of the systems going completely under. This is what the Democrats want. The Democrats want for the taxpayer to bail that out, and this is really what the whole fight about: uh, how many trillions of dollars is it going to be, or not going to be. And then you start thinking about, hey, the job growth isn't coming back, which is exactly what we talked about yesterday, right? We want it to come back. You gotta. I don't understand how an elected official could shut down people's businesses and then demand that they open and take care of them, and how that works. How does this woman get elected? I mean, let's face it, she's been elected. I, it's so many times. I don't even know. I can't even count that high how many times she's been reelected. And, and I can't imagine her constituents. If I lived there, oh, man, I'd be livid. That would actually get me so fired up. I'd be sending emails. I'd be uh, uh, writing, uh, writing letters, uh, making phone calls. Uh, the hypocrisy is incredible. Uh, jobs. Let's talk more jobs. Let's talk General Motors. I just told you Ford's laying off. General Motors... Has said that you know what, we're we're gonna we're going to move some production out of China. We're not bringing it back to America, and this is exactly what I told you was going to happen. General Motors says any any production, they're calling it trade adjustment assistance, right? General Motors. Says that they're going to be moving jobs to Mexico as well as shifting the production mix south of the border. Now, Mexico's been prim- primarily building the car, right? And we import the cars there, but General Motors very quietly is moving jobs into Mexico to build. Not cars to start building these SUVs, claiming, claiming, oh well, we we moved the we're moving these from China. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that. I, I don't know how I can prove that. Uh, General Motors has a huge fr- footprint in China, uh, and I know. I think the Buick, uh, the Buick model, the Buick, I guess SUV uh, was being imported from there. I don't know. Uh, any other cars I'm sure there may have been one or two but very dangerous precedent I don't trust General Motors I haven't trusted General Motors for a long time and again we write these trade policies that encourages these companies to leave the United States and as much as Donald Trump has tried to help it it's still not enough and now we hear from Ford that we're, we're sending out buyout notices General Motors is saying, hey, guess what? We're going to start building things other than cars in Mexico, uh, which to me just means what? Eventually, we're just going to stop building in the United States altogether. That's just what I think. I mean, I don't know that we build a single car here anymore. I don't think we do. Not one. Maybe, Maybe, and if there is one, it's one. Other than that, we don't build a car in the U.S., now we find out General Motors is going to start making SUVs in Mexico. What do we think's gonna happen? I don't know. It's crazy times that we live in. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're gonna be back right after the break. Don't touch that dot. Use words like no sir. Yes, ma'am, back Okay. So what do we know? We know millions and millions of people aren't paying their power bill, their rent. They're not paying their mortgages. Uh, by the way, the CDC, now I don't know how they have this type of authority, but is trying to protect renters, right? The government were trying to do anything they can to circumvent the lack of action by the Congress. And saying that they're trying to prevent renters from being evicted. Uh, I Again, here's the problem. As I was trying to read through it, it seems like such a complicated process. I don't know that it could even work. I don't I don't even know how they have the authority. But, again, through all this government regulation, right, They gave, there's so many loopholes. There's so many ways for them, you know, left pocket, right pocket. Um, if better detail comes out about this, I will let you know. Uh, but right now, uh, if you're in a state where the moratoriums have expired, uh, I don't know what to do. Arizona, allegedly, we have this renter's fund. The governor keeps talking about it and bragging about it. So far, 700 people have qualified. And most people, they can't get through the paperwork. Uh, and, and again, that's happened for a lot of the, No one even knows what the rules are, what to collect, not to collect. Um, that came out yesterday. But... When we start thinking past all of this, because this this will end at some point. It will. Is it going to be this year? Probably not. Uh, next year? Let's hope so. Right. That's that's where I'm at. I'm hoping we can get through this by next year. But what are the ramifications going to be for all of the failures uh, in trying to pretend these banks are solvent? because they made them too big and again it didn't help none of these banks are passing the stress test without cheating there was an interview done uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher these guys names but you gotta look all over the world this was in europe uh jan Neuenhaus was interviewing uh penty uh peregrine now i know those aren't right but hey that's what the best i can do uh This guy was the former central banker in Finland. Now you're like, ah, it's just Finland. They're not that big. But I want you to listen to what they're talking about. They're talking about the decline over hundreds of years of real rates. Right, The banking system uh, collapsing upon itself. Something that I've been talking about this for a while. How real rates... Our bond market's just as negative as anybody else's, even using the Fed's ridiculous inflation number. And now remember, right, they want that number to double. So just imagine a ten year note yielding sixty basis points, six tenths of one percent. And and if the Fed had their way, an inflation rate of three which for us would probably mean, I don't even know, 15. But at an inflation rate of 3, yielding 6 tenths in real terms, you're losing almost 2.5% of your money every year. And they're talking about the sustainability. The first part of the interview, they talked about the creation of the euro. Was it a mistake for Europe to launch the euro? And, of course, everybody knows now, yeah, it probably was. Of course, what were they trying to do? Right, They were trying to band together to battle against the dollar because they didn't want to be dependent upon the dollar because even back then, you know, when the euro came about, like in the late 1990s, back when Alan Greenspan was still the maestro, Right? And we are going to pay off the debt by 2010. They didn't believe. I mean, he said it. Nobody actually believed it. And they said, was the euro's launch to break the dollar's dominance? He asked them that. He said, okay, you say it's a mistake. You know, when you look at the nation, you know, they, they've got the haves and the have-nots. Kind of like we do with our states. Right? We've got the haves and the have-nots. Right? New Jersey, New York. Illinois, California, right? They're the have-nots. Well, they got the same thing, but it's Italy, Spain, Portugal, right? They're the have-nots. Did you launch it to challenge the dollar? And they said, yeah, that that was a big part of it. But, you know, obviously it didn't work the way we had hoped. Of course, that's what the Chinese are for, right? That's where China's come. They're the ones that are probably going to be the dominant player. Do you think the current international monetary system is sustainable? And he answered with no. We are all moving towards a multi-reserve currency system. And according to him, in which gold the dollar now we'll call it the dollar some form of an electronic dollar some form of an electronic euro some form of a, a uh, obviously the renminbi the yen you know the basket of currencies and and some sort of floating exchange rate and i agree i think he's on it now it's funny though he's big on hey gold's going to be a part of this and they said, how should central bankers continue monetary policy uh, to get out of the current debt level overhangs? And, of course, he goes on to talk about how, you know, hey, it's really unpayable, right? And, and there's, there's no way that you can really work your way out of it without some form of massive revaluation. Now, the problem with revaluation is what you have gets valued at far less. And that's exactly what he talked about. He says that he doesn't think there's going to be 70s-style inflation, right? And he said, because that was mostly oil prices, according to him. That made everything else expensive. But the one thing about the 70s, and I, and I remind people about this, wages were going way up, too. It wasn't just prices. It was prices and wages. And here, you know, wages, I mean, we've got minimum wage going up, but that's it. And outside of that, I think that, that now that the slowdown's here, I think that's even over with. They, they said that, do you think it would be sensible or doable that gold would officially be reintroduced in the international monetary system? His response was simple. I think all serious central banks hold gold in their reserves. There's no need to give advice to good central banks. They know what to do. All the other central banks will follow. Hmm. Who's been telling you to be your own central bank? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh The the last question had to do with the special drawing rights. Is that going to be the vehicle for those of you um, that that don't know? There's the the IMF. They have these drawing rights, and really, what it is, it's just a basket of what they call the uh, the currency basket. And, and these are the acceptable forms of currency in global trade. You know the dollar, the euro, the yen, right? The renminbi now a part of that, uh, which I think is going to be one of the big mistakes ever made. But I think again, China forced it. We had no choice. They were saying, "You're going to let us in," and whether or not we met the criteria. And of course, that's what has had had happened. And now, uh, and gold's a part of that as well. And this is probably where we're heading. And it could be something is is evil. And what I, I think it may be is world trade could be conducted with these drawing rights. But you're stuck with your currency in your country. And this gives the the bankers the power to create whatever inflation they need to create. And and here's the thing, because the debt is so enormous now, we need more inflation. It's just how it works. See, because in order for the debt to be viable, it has to be worth more. The second it stops being worth more, look at the housing crisis that caused the, the financial crisis. It was, all, it was just housing. It was just housing. And now you think about it, it's everything now. Everything. Every loan's in trouble. right? Because millions of people aren't working. Right? 28 million people are still collecting unemployment every single week. We just missed jobs numbers by a third, and of course they're 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 sitting there running the printing press. And so what what he the system he's talking about? You don't need to tell a central banker that they got to have gold. Of course they do, because this is a child. This is a fairy tale. This is make believe. Right, just you know, think about the premise. Whether it's a uh, a piece of paper with colored ink, right, or a virtual electronic credit, it's not backed by anything. And of course, he says in order to get uh, the world to play ball, they're gonna. It's not going to be like the old gold standard, but gold's going to be involved in it. And this is why you're seeing all these central banks that never bought gold before buying their gold. This is why you're seeing all these central banks bringing the gold home. This is why you're starting to see pension funds buying their own gold, right? Everyone's getting their own gold. Because this is just where we're headed. Now, the evil part of this is, think about it this way. We don't have the inflation we want. They go and they change the exchange rate for global trade, make the dollar worth less, this ele- whether it's the dollar, some electronic credit, whatever you want to call it. All of a sudden, every commodity costs more, whether there's demand for it or not. Hey, we're just going to keep devaluing, but that way we can tell you, you still have your $10,000 in your account. Don't worry. But it's going to buy 10, 20, 30% less. I mean, they, they started with this 2% nonsense, which I told you, just you know, go, go 2% for 10 years. It's 20%. They want your money to buy 20% less every 10 years. And now they've come out and said, dude, that's not enough. Right? Because we missed it. We didn't get that. We didn't get that. Why? Who cares if you didn't get it? Wouldn't that be a good thing? Things cost less. Wouldn't consumption go up? If everything cost less, right? If, if gas was less and hotel prices were less and taxes were less and uh, flights were less and this was less and less and people would have more money. But it's not about that. It's about all that unpaid debt. You know, the, the, one of the smallest numbers is the government's uh, official, oh, we got $27 trillion in debt. It's the liabilities behind the debt. It's just like the banks. I told you last week, how does J.P. Morgan have $55 trillion worth of derivatives? How is that possible? <laughs> right? How is it possible that they have that much debt? That's what they need, and this is why this interview was so great. Yeah, okay, he was only the Bank of Finland but understand what it is that they're hoping to achieve and how to pull this off because, see, the thing about it is it just isn't one country that's affected. Europe's broke, we're broke, the Japanese are broke, the British are broke, right, everybody's broke. And so uh, very interesting, and, and I thought it was worth talking about and, and, and we'll dive more into it as we learn more of the details. But this certainly appears like, at least from my perspective, a very, very viable thing that these central bankers would want when they talk about the tool in the toolkit. The tool they want the most is how to create more inflation. And the, way, the, the system this guy just laid out, bingo, it's a great way to do it. We'll have a global strategic drawing, right, basket of currency that has gold in it that we'll use. And then you can just manipulate the exchange rate to get you that inflation you need. Shh. Just don't tell anybody. This is why everybody needs Gold. H R Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Final segment on this Wednesday. Inventory remains uh, extremely tight. Uh, there are I have a few twenties, a few tens. Yesterday we sold those tens and oversold them. Um, this morning I do I've I, I've got a great item again. The the five dollar liberties. Why we're getting so many? I don't care. I'm not going to argue with it. Uh, U.S. $5 liberty. These are the quarter rounds. Uh, this is something, you know, when you talk about what uh, what the Bank of Finland was saying t- today in that interview and, and uh, inflation and what they want to do, having some fractional gold really may be uh, a smart, smart place to be. I mean, 110-ounce Gold Eagles uh, are unobtainable, and they're so expensive. You're paying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the spot price uh, if you, just to get them. Uh, I've got $105 pieces. Now, yesterday we had those 75-10s. They went quick. Uh, we've got $105 gold pieces. We've got a great pullback today. Gold's down 30 bucks. Buy dips, buy them hard. Uh, five seventy-five, five seventy-five. So one of the best prices on a five-dollar gold piece since this whole thing started at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you want to sell, we are buying, uh, especially uh, here in Phoenix. Uh, we'll pay you cash if you want to sell. 20s, 10s, 5s, you want to sell Silver Eagles, call us where we are absolutely buying at 800-951-0592. Real quick, just breaking, the mayor of Portland has figured out they hate him, too. I told you all along, the Democrats thought these rioters were on their side, right? This is how dumb they are. Uh, he is moving out of his high-rise condo because the rioters have been burning up the, the whole street, uh, playing the noise and keeping everybody up all that night, uh, and in no law and order in Portland, the mayor announcing this morning that he is going to be moving out of his condo. Uh, I bet people are loving that. I wonder where he's going to go. Who knows? Maybe he's going to call James Morgan and go move to the hills of of Colorado. Uh, But maybe, maybe, I doubt it, but maybe some good news for Portland. Maybe now... They'll get law and order and start arresting these people and actually prosecuting them so we can get back to, to being Americans and going out and providing a living for our families. So the the uh, mayor of Portland, huge signs, by the way, I don't know if you've seen them, uh, with resign and, and all of these things and, and the fires, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe the left's going to finally figure it out, but but I doubt it. After seeing Nancy Pelosi at the hair salon uh, without her mask on, well, nobody else can go in there, and nobody can earn a living. They truly, truly don't get it. But this is why you got to buy your gold. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Remember, tune in uh, in an hour from now. So at eleven o'clock Arizona tw- time, twelve o'clock Colorado time. We're going to be talking with James Morgan, and we're going to try to figure out what is going to happen in the housing market, Uh, where are people moving, what's going to happen with, with all the people not paying their mortgage, and what are interest rates and mortgage rates doing, all of that stuff. So tune in for that. Everybody, listen, take care. God bless out there. The mayor of Portland's moving out. I'm going to take that as a good thing. Let's hope that it is. We'll be back tomorrow.